Good evening and welcome to the Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football along with high school football score updates from around the metro area. Now let's join your host for the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And good evening and welcome to the first Coaches Show with Concordia St. Paul University Golden Bears head coach Shannon Courier. Hello, everybody. I'm Wally Langfellow, and we are joined now by Coach Shannon Courier of the Golden Bears. Now two and two on the season with a uh, convincing twenty-nine to seven win on Thursday night over Wayne State. Uh, you guys had to wait for it, though, Coach. I mean, the rain came down in buckets on Thursday. I'm sure you were scratching your head thinking, why didn't we play this one on Saturday? But uh, you got it in. You went through the two-hour delay, and uh, you guys won a big football game. Yes, it was a great win. I mean, all wins are great, of course. Uh, but there was a lot of excitement today. <clears throat> today, excuse me, And we were definitely you know, prepared for the rain you know, throughout the week. We were kind of familiar with the radar and the um, what the forecast was going to look like. But... We just told our players it'd be a long, chaotic night. You know that the team that could handle that adversity the best would be it'd be advantageous to that particular team. And uh, our guys did a great job with the different delays. Um, we had good communication, and you know we had our own confinement of our own home here to walk around the building, and and you know kids could keep busy during that time. And I know Wayne State was on the buses, you know, so that's a tough that's a tough spot to be in. So I feel like we had some advantages maybe that they didn't have during that rain delay. Yeah, and there's no question that when you guys finally came back out for good and played the final, well, almost all four quarters of the game, um, you had them on their heels right away. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you know, just life's a mindset, and so is football. And our guys really had that enthusiasm and desire, and we we sensed uh, you know some body language that wasn't as positive on their end. And I think our guys just really – you know, brought the energy. We talked about being red, relentless, and enthusiastic, and full of desire. And I felt like our players came out tonight with a lot of that, a lot of passion, and it was great to see. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's break it down. You guys uh, came out of the box. You scored right away. You had the seven nothing lead. Then you get the long rain delay. But um, I thought, as I watched the football game on Thursday night, I thought that the defense was the difference in the football game. Obviously, you were able to score and you held the lead all, all game long, but your defense was unrelenting. No doubt. The defense played great. The defense was phenomenal. And the only time they scored was when we were subbing down late in the game there. Um, but, yes, the defense was phenomenal with uh, pressures on the quarterback early in the game, stopping the run game. You know, I'm not sure they crossed much over 50 a whole lot, um, and that's where all starts. If you play good defense in this league, you're going you're gonna to be successful and um, Coach Stern and the defensive staff, as well as the, the players, you know, did a phenomenal job this evening. Yeah, or, or last night. Um, talk about uh, your quarterback play from Don McKenzie. Um, it was talk. We'll we'll get a chance coming up to talk to a couple of your players, but um, I was really impressed with um, his footwork and his ability to uh, re kind of reset himself and find the open man. He does a really good job of that. He does. He has very good composure in the pocket. You know, I think his personalities, you, you define him as being composed and calm and um, just brings a sense of calmness to our offense. And certainly in the pocket is capable of moving around. And like he demonstrated with the first drive that scored, you know, he's capable of tucking the ball and running too. And he's, he's a big fellow. He's about 230 pounds, so he's hard to mm-hmm. tackle. But yet he's um, you know, nimble of foot you know, and running the ball. Um, so he's been having a great season. 
Um, you know, he's new and he's still learning our offense, and that's being perfected every week. But um, he does a lot of good things for us, and the fact that he can run is a, is a real bonus for our offense. Well, you're going to need those legs a little bit more than you had hoped, I'm, I'm sure, in, in the coming weeks. Um, you lose Shaq Johnson. Um, he had a 95-yard night. He, coming into the night, he had 263 yards in 53 rushes for you, uh, and so he's you know up over 350 yards for you on the season, but uh, looks like he's out for the year. Yeah, it looks like uh, that's, that's the, the situation. You know, we'll have an MRI here, I'm sure, next week early to – to determine that, but uh, you know, based on the preliminary look, um, it doesn't look good for him. It's really difficult to lose good players. It's difficult to lose anybody, of course, but you know, he's our, our key guy in offense, a guy that we can move around, and he scores a lot of touchdowns. He can catch, he can run, and he's averaging t- um, Thursday night, he averaged 7.8 yards a carry oh. on his 95 yards, and the last run that he did hurt himself on is was a phenomenal run. He looked to be tackled and came out of that. And uh, just a great, great kid, great player, great leader. Um, you know, but like, like they say in the NFL, it's the next man up approach. And, you know, we have a, a plethora of backs in our, in our program, and it's another opportunity now for the next person if that is the case that he can't play. But, so who uh, will you lean on? You know, right now, you know, we have the last year starter is, uh, we call him Bam Bam, Darnell Roll. He's a junior. He's been out with a meniscus uh, injury all year long so far, and he's due to come back soon. Um, you know, another one, Emmanuel Jones, who got a few carries at number 15. Um, he's he's another guy in the mix. And then LaJuan Preston, who was Shaq's, uh, you know, mate from last year. They were freshmen last year together. LaJuan's very explosive and uh, did some nice things Thursday night too. Uh, Garrett Garner's a transfer from Wyoming who runs really hard. You know, we have to give him more opportunities. Uh, we have Jeremiah Pierce-Johnson, another young man that's capable of running too, so you know, we have a variety of backs that are capable, and you know somebody's going to have to step up and fill a void that, that Shaq may leave us here. Yeah. Um, talk about the balance of your offense. Boy, it, you, you certainly were balanced against Wayne State on Thursday night. I, I was very impressed with uh, your ability to both throw and run the football. Um, and, of course, obviously McKenzie determines a lot of that, his ability to move and, and like you said, his composure in the pocket as well. Uh, gives you that option, but um, would you consider yourself, you know, a, a potential fifty-fifty type team? I mean, that they don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, that's exactly the the percentage we're trying to get to. You know, obviously, want to run the football. I think it's been proven that teams that run the football and teams that stop the run win football games, and, and we're doing a lot better job this year running the football. You know, our goals are average four point two yards a carry. You know, that that four point two um, is critical from going from like the seventh team in the league in rushing to the third you know so we're really trying to get above 4.0 um but yeah we want to have balance we want to be multiple utilize various formations you know get our players leverage on plays and, and outman them somewhere uh but at the same time we want abilities to throw the football too and you know mix in play action and move the quarterback in the pocket and and keep teams guessing and really attack their you know their defensive structure based on our formation um, it, thus far, year you know, on the year, we've been able to run the football a bit more than pass it, which is great, especially on nights like like uh, Thursday night when there's a lot of rain. Um, so yeah, I've been impressed with running game. But you know, even after Thursday night, there's going to be a lot of work to do when watching the video. There's a lot of things we have to clean up. You know, we had some penalties to stop drives, and and we can move people better than we probably are too. So um, anyway, work work. Happy where we're at, but we still want to get better too. It's still a work in progress. Um, 
what is and, and I we talked about fifty fifty and and you you certainly concurred that that's something that you'd like to do, but as a head coach when you came in here, obviously you had to put your program in place, you had to put your theories in place. Um, offensively, what is kind of what you like to do? What what do you like to do? I would, you know, people ask that question a lot. You know, I describe us as a shotgun offense. You know, at the same time, we're capable of getting our center. We have a package that. Uh, we can get on our center, too, and I think that's important because uh, there's been years where we haven't done that. It's been strictly shotgun, so I like them, the abilities to get on our center t- as well. Uh, but we're, we want to be very multiple. We want to present a lot of looks to the defense. We want to move our best players around in the formations and find ways to get them the ball. You know, Our system allows us to you know, take an M.J. Williams, for example, and he might be an outside receiver or a second receiver, even a third receiver in formation or take our tailback and put him as a receiver or a wing or various places within the offense and then you know find ways to out-leverage defense and get those best players the ball, and that's that's really what our, our main goal. But uh, it, it's a lot more fun if you can be balanced because um, there's a lot of things in the pass game that defenses give you that are easy. And we, we have some RPOs, so in our quarterback, based on the structure of the defense and the movement of the defense at the snap, May dictate that we're going to throw the ball versus run it, or vice versa. So, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the plays early in the Wayne State game, you know, our quarterback we had a run play on, but you know, we had a six-five receiver in Gustafson on one side that you know was hard to defend, and we had opportunities to hit him on some easy things and, and created the big plays and momentum in the drive. And um, you know, so it, yeah, that's a part I enjoy the most. Certainly, is trying to find ways to move the football, and uh, we spent a lot of time watching video trying to find those. Those those holes in the defense, and uh, everybody has them. But you know, as a, as the defense gets better, they're they're certainly a lot harder to find, and they're 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 smaller holes. We are talking to Shannon Courier. He is the head football coach of the Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears. Coming up here in a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by a couple of players. Uh, Marcus Haskins and um, M.J. Williams are going to be our guests here coming up after the break. We are going to take a break right now. Um, Stay tuned. High school scoreboard update coming up and more on the Coaches Show with Shannon Courier of the Golden Bears. Right after this, time out. You're listening to Minnesota Score Radio. Stay with us. You're listening to the Coaches Show with Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier. And welcome back to the Coaches Show here on Minnesota Score Radio. And we are joined now by a couple of uh, Concordia Golden Bears players. We're going to talk to Marcus Haskins. He is a uh, redshirt freshman out of Eastridge. And we are also going to talk to MJ Williams, who uh, had a spectacular catch for a touchdown in Thursday night's uh, victory over Wayne State. We'll start with you, MJ. Um, let's talk about that touchdown because that was a big play at the end of the half. You were down, you were up nineteen and nothing. You know, obviously things are still in, in question, but uh, you guys went for the throat there at the end of the half. Tell me about the the play call and then the catch itself. Okay, I'll start off. Um, I dropped one right before that, so you know I was kind of down, not too down. Your know, next play. I um, had to redeem myself. They called on me again. Dom, you know, waited, had a seam route, threw it over top, just dove forward, made a play. Talk about Dom a little bit because, boy, it sure seemed to me as I watched him, this is the first time I got a chance to see him play on Thursday night, um, he really does a nice job of setting himself, getting out of trouble, and then setting himself and finding the open guy. Yeah, um, he's very, very calm, very patient. You know, the pocket breaks down. He's not going to, you know, try to make a big play. He wants to, you know, get the first down. Um, he's a, definitely a leader for us. 
in all aspects. So we, you know, follow behind him and everything he does. And, and when you have that drop ball, do you go back to the huddle and say, "Hey, give me it again. I want, I want another chance," or are you just kind of thinking it in your head? No, I didn't have to. Uh, I knew he would come back to me. He wasn't worried about it. <laughs> no worries about it. Um, okay, let's flip over and let's let's talk to uh, Marcus Haskins, freshman D back. And uh, you had some plays. I know you've had how many picks have you had this year now? Come uh, after, through Thursday night's game. So this today would have been or last night would have been my fourth interception. So four on the year. Um, tell me about playing in, in this defense. What what style? What style does Coach Courier preach? And and what has made uh, this defense uh, so good so far? So we really preach discipline and physicality. And so the discipline piece it comes with our technique. So game preparation, watching a lot of film, knowing what the team that we're playing is going to do. It'll put you a step ahead when it comes to game time. So you know what kind of routes you're going to get what kind of land of ball you're going to get from the quarterback. So I'd say a lot of discipline is uh, preached between our head coach and our uh, defensive coordinator, Coach Stern. How big a deal was it? I know you guys didn't get the shutout that you wanted, and I know there's a lot of second and third team guys in during this during the fourth quarter, but how big a deal is it to try and get that shutout on Thursday night? Uh, it's huge. You know, we haven't quite had it this year. We got close in Upper Iowa, and then, you know, that's what we strive for each game to get a shutout because it, it means a lot to a defense, you know. A long game with the rain delay, so a shutout would have been huge. So, you know, we're all out there playing hard. Fourth quarter, first quarter, it doesn't matter. We're trying to keep them off the scoreboard. All right, let's talk about that rain delay because that was a big deal. I mean, that thing was – in it, it ended up being, I think it was over two hours of rain delay. What did you guys do during the rain delay to try and keep yourself focused and, you know, get yourself ready to get back out there and play football? Yeah, so we all went in the locker room, you know, kind of gathered up by position groups, met for a little bit, and then – we just took the time because we knew it was going to be a long break, got our pads off, you know, listened to music, got, got some snacks, some liquid into our system, and then it was right back focused. You know, we didn't lose the energy when it was the tempo, so we knew what we had to do when we got back out there. Um, we talked about you playing at East Ridge. Talk about the challenges of going from high school football to this level, Division Two college football, and some of the things that you've had to learn as, you, as you've come into this. Yeah, so high school, you know, you can get away with a lot of undisciplinary things, especially at corner. You don't have to play, you know, as technical because the receivers aren't as good, but the speed of the game in college is a lot different. You know, you got to adjust to bigger, faster, stronger guys and, you know, just being your playbook. The playbook is a huge part for college. You know, if you know the plays, you know what they're going to do. It makes all the difference in the world. Why Concordia for you? So Concordia, at the end of the day, came down to where did I see myself lasting for a long time and the coaches. A lot of schools I visited, um, I thought Concordia's coaching staff was top-notch, really care for you more than just football. And so I think that really made me just want to commit here. Uh, MJ, um, you went to high school in Tennessee, right? Correct. All right, same question to you. What brings you from Tennessee to Minnesota? So, um, from California, went to school in Tennessee, went to a junior college in California. Um, they were looking at another receiver that was on my junior college team and um, told me, you know, the coaches were pretty cool. It's in a nice city. Most Division twos are in a small city. Right. So that was big for me. That was real big. And then I got to talk to the coaches, and they were just – it was something different about – the way they talk to me, rather other schools, they talk to me about you know school, football, religion. Other schools, just football. So the coaches really helped out. I mean, they made the decision pretty easy for me. Yeah. Tell me about your uh, JC experience. Was that good? Did, do you think that helped you to where you are right now? No. Yeah, it definitely helped me. Um, you learn a lot. Um, discipline. You know, junior colleges discipline isn't there. So the step from here it wasn't that bad for me. I actually started my college career at 
Northwest Missouri State. So, you know, I had been to a university, so I knew how things went, so I knew what to look for. What are you uh, studying here at, at Concordia? Communications. Communications. Yes, sir. Oh, so well, this is right up your alley. Yes. This, is, this is good for you. Um, okay. Uh, a week ago, you guys uh, lost uh, against a very good Mankato team, um, Minnesota State Mankato. Um, what was the talk during the week to get this thing back on track because i know the second quarter you'd, you'd r- rather forget about what happened in the second quarter against uh, minnesota state mankato but how did you guys get yourself re-prepared for um the thursday night's game against wayne state uh, you just take you know every game by game and when it's over you know it's over um we looked at this week it's, it's another big game this is the biggest game of the season not because it's wayne state because it's the next game so every game you know is is very important so you just you know you lose some you win some but you got to get ready for the next week and really got to turn the page quickly, especially. And uh, we'll go over to uh, we'll go over to uh, Marcus here, especially when you have a short week. Um, how hard is it physically? I know you know in the NFL, the talk is it's really difficult. And obviously, they've got even a shorter week than you guys. You go from Saturday to Thursday. They go from Sunday to Thursday. But how difficult is it physically too? Um, it is pretty physically demanding, especially when you play a tough game against an opponent like Mankato to come back a Thursday night. But um, I think the coaches did a very good job with uh, setting up our schedule, our lifts, making sure we didn't go too hard in the weight room. Rich, our strength and training uh, coach, made sure we had good lifts so we didn't kill our bodies. Um, you know, our first day of practice, putting us in just helmets so we're not tackling full contact. I think that was very smart of the coaches. So um, it was all very manageable with, you know, a quick turnaround. Yeah. Um and then one last question for both of you. Playing in that rain, I know you guys had to see the rain coming during the day. Were you wondering how long that was going to last or what was going to happen? Because, I mean, my goodness, it was uh, like a hurricane here right here in Minnesota. Oh, for sure. We're all in the locker room just itching to get back out there. We had guys, you know, on their phones, iPads, computers, looking up weather radar, <laughs> something we just never do, trying to figure out when it's going to stop raining. And what are you studying? I'm um, going to be studying kinesiology. Kinesiology. Why is that? Um, You know, I just kind of want to be – I don't know if I want to go into uh, personal fitness coaching or uh, a strength training conditioning coach, but I just want to stay somewhere in athletics. All right. Well, great, guys. Uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. Congratulations on the win over Wayne State, and good luck next week. It doesn't get any easier. you got UMD next week up there sure. in Miloski Stadium. It will not, it'll be a tough one for you. For sure. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right. They are Marcus Haskins and MJ Williams of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. We'll be back with head coach Shannon Courier right now back to the coaches show with wally langfellow and golden bears head football coach shannon courier and you are listening to the coaches show with shannon courier he is the head football coach of the golden bears of concordia st paul now two and two on the season there were 29 to 7 winners thursday night in the monsoon over wayne state well we just got done uh hearing from a couple of your players uh Marcus Haskins and MJ Williams. Uh, let's talk about these kids. Um, first of all, MJ Williams, and I mentioned to him that I thought that catch he made at the end of the first half was kind of a backbreaker. That that to me, that play kind of uh, signaled that uh, Wayne State was in big trouble in this football game. A diving catch into the end zone right before the end of the half. Huge play. Talk about him a little bit. MJ's got a lot of personality. He's a real fun uh, student athlete here in the program, and. Uh, he, he takes his craft very seriously. He spends a lot of time trying to get himself better and works on his game and his route running. 
Uh, he's made some spectacular catches here since he arrived last spring, you know, so that wasn't a shock. We haven't seen a lot of that yet this year, but I think tonight was probably his best game so far, and uh, he's made a lot of catches like that, you know, throughout camp, throughout the spring ball, uh, but he's a really dynamic receiver, again, capable of playing inside or outside, um, very sharp with his routes, and understands leverage, and, uh, you know, that was a heck of a catch. I mean, like you said, that was a a big play, and and offenses need to have enough big plays too because it's hard against good defenses to have a 10, 12-play drive and score. And so if you can have these big plays, it really – uh, increase your chance of scoring, and that was that was a critical one at the end of the half. And there's a lot of studies that show, you know, the teams that score right before half, you know, that's a big advantage going into halftime and coming out in the third quarter, and and, and that helped us Thursday night. Uh, and you took the words out of my mouth because I think that that was a huge play as far as momentum goes. And were you, I mean, were you thinking consciously about that? And when you guys got the ball back there towards the end, and you thought, you know what, let's try and get six more here before the half. Let's not just settle. Absolutely. I don't think there's ever a time in a game where, you know, we're happy with enough points on the board. Um, and, you know, so we, we knew that we had time. We had a couple timeouts, and we have a quarterback that's experienced and uh, capable of making big plays. And, um, you know, we had a couple other things we tried early on. It was third down, and we it was basically a four-vertical package out of a three-by-one. Um, we switched to one and two receivers, their responsibilities, and MJ came in, ball was hung up out in front of him, and that's a heck of a catch. So it was a, it was a great play. Yeah. Um, you also had a touchdown catch from uh, from Gustafson. Um, tell us a little bit about him as a receiver. He seemed to be uh, another one of the go-to guys uh, for, for Don McKenzie. Marcus Gustafson has been a, a mainstay here at Concordia St. Paul. You know, He came in here with, with me. He's one of my first guys that, that I recruited here and started as a true freshman amongst nine other kids that started that year. And, and like other, the other kids, you know, he's just continuing to mature and his confidence is growing. And, you know, 6'5", 230-pound receiver is just a, a dominant factor out there. And it's, it's hard to shut him down. He's, he's been great, you know, in the four games we've played so far. There's not anybody that stopped him, and I've not seen anybody better than him. Uh, so, you know, MJ and Gus, they complement each other very well. You know, you, if you want to put your best corner on one, then the other one has an advantage and vice versa. So they've, they've done a great job together. You know, you we don't go into the game and um, you know think that one guy may have a ton of catches and the other guy may not. You know, it's it's kind of like who's open and where we have uh, leverage and easy plays, and that's 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 who ends up getting the ball. But both of them are down the field threats. Um, but Gus is you know both of them are great blockers, which is really good in our run run game and the perimeter. The, the blocking has to happen for big plays to happen, and they both are physical, and that that also makes them valuable. Um, let's talk about Marcus Haskins now. Uh, one of your D-backs um, had a couple of key plays on Thursday night against Wayne State. Uh, had a slap down towards the end of the game, knocked the ball loose on a potential touchdown catch. Um, what makes this kid so good? Marcus is blessed with a lot of athleticism. I mean, he won the 100-meter uh, in track as a high school senior from East Ridge. Uh, so he's got the speed. He's six one. He's got the length. Um, he, you know, very explosive athlete. And and as a redshirt freshman, he's you know growing his confidence and you know, becoming more disciplined in his technique. But uh, he's just able to, because of his athleticism, get in position to make plays. And on the year so far, in four games, he has four interceptions and a bunch of pass breakups and really had opportunities made for more. Um, but, you know, we had him locked on uh, their top guy, number 11, the night, you know, some of the time. And uh, the night the interception, I think, set up that, that score prior to half. So a big play, and, and you know, we're, uh, I think we won the turnover margin again tonight, and that's, that's critical as part of being fundamentally sound. But uh, 
his interceptions create those opportunities for offense to score points. Um, you had, and we, as you heard, we talked to the, your players about this, and they seemed to have no problem putting it in the rearview mirror. But you had to bounce back from a, a bad loss um, last week against Mankato. Uh, what was your, what do you tell the kids? Yeah, you know, we, we started off the year very strong at Sioux Falls College. We ended up, you know, losing there with three seconds left in a yep. tight ball game. And they're a top 20 ranked team. Been to the playoffs the last couple of years. And that was a tough defeat. We came back home and really had a nice home outing in our opener, uh, beating up Iowa 34 to 7, where we had 271 yards rushing to their 17. And, you know, we felt like we were better and, and the momentum was going forward uh, we've been dealing with a few injuries we have one of our top corners out one of our, our starting centers out with a little bit of a knee injury another running backs and we've been kind of dealing with some different uh, players that are injured another receiver that's a that's a senior uh, but anyway uh, we continue to grow and we were excited about the opportunity to go to number two Mankato last you know two weekends ago now and uh, we just we, we didn't come out with our best effort frankly um, you know it was it was over early you know, we just weren't in the game. We had some poor field position with, with poor special teams play. But, uh, you know, I, I'm really happy how we responded the short week. You know, we played on Saturday. Uh, Sunday's a player's day off. You know, Monday morning we, we put the Mankato State game to rest. Uh, you know, Monday afternoon we are already on the Wayne State and, and had a sweat practice and then Tuesday and Wednesday and play Thursday. So I think the players responded real well for a short week. Uh, they earned a, a long weekend. We told them we win the ball game. Thursday night, Saturday, there won't be practice. Um, we had a, a practice schedule for Saturday, but, you know, so there's a little reward there. But I'm just impressed and, and proud of how they came out with a lot of enthusiasm. In football, it's all about momentum. Yeah. And, and two, um, how did you deal with the rain during the week, uh, during practice? Because it was a rainy week, it, not just Thursday night. I mean, it rained all week, basically. Yeah, I'm really convinced that the team that embraces that adversity in, in Okay, let's make it rain. Let's let's enjoy the rain. Let it come down. <laughs> let's go. And I feel like that mentality is the the mentality the players took on. So we did have practice in the rain, and I think that's healthy because you have to be able to handle the ball in what circumstances. You know, having skilled players that are um, you know exceptional about ball security also make a difference. But I think our guys just approach it real well. And we talked about it the last couple of days. It's going to be wet. It's going to be rain delays, and we just have to be more prepared than them. And you know, we had a little chant about let's get wet and, you know, just really talked a lot about dealing with that adversity. And I think they were just ready for all that. And, and, and we certainly wanted to win bad. And I think that's that's important, too. Your will to, to succeed is, a, is critical. And our players demonstrated the will to win the night and, or Thursday night. And that we're excited that we got that done. All right. Well, uh, next up is Duluth. And we'll, uh, we'll talk more about them on next week's show. You got uh, the UMD Bulldogs uh, next Saturday. Yes, sir. It's another tough game. They're all difficult in this conference, and they're playing real well. Probably a, a ranked team as well. You know, this. Uh, <laughs> I think we had so far. We've had two ranked teams, and I think Duluth will be the third one. Oh, you'll but have, that's what it's all about: is just playing good teams. You'll have three in your first five weeks. All right. Um, glad to have you along on the show. Look forward to next week's show. Thank you for your time. Look forward to it as well. All right. He is Shannon Courier, the head coach of the Concordia University St. Paul Golden Bears. They are two and two on the season. I'm Wally Langfellow. Thanks for joining us. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coach's Show with Concordia University's St. Paul head football coach, Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.